At the end of October, the Assembly held a hearing on the effectiveness of economic development programs in New York with a focus on how they're promoting an inclusive economy. To discuss the inquiry, we're joined in the Capitol Press Room by Assemblymember Harry Bronson, a Rochester area Democrat who co-chaired the hearing as the leader of the Assembly's Economic Development Committee. Welcome back to the show, Assemblymember. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad to be back. So first off, what prompted this recent hearing? Is this some sort of annual inquiry that your committee does, or was there something more significant or new that you were hoping to focus on with this go-around? Certainly as a matter of protocol in the fall timeframe, each standing committee uh, holds a hearing uh, related to uh, the issues that are being addressed or we want to have addressed by uh, a particular committee. In this particular case, when I became chair of the Committee on Economic Development three years ago, almost three years ago, uh, the beginning of 2021, with the permission of the speaker, I changed the focus of the committee. Certainly, we were going to continue to invest in and create private-public partnerships so that we could stimulate the economy, we could have businesses come here and and expand or grow, uh, and things of that nature. But we also wanted to have a corresponding component of workforce development that matched our economic development investments. In addition to that change, the focus also was going to be what policy decisions and what investments could we make that would lead us toward a more equitable and inclusive economy. As we all know, shortly thereafter, COVID was really impacting our economy. And we learned from post the Great Recession that New York State did not do a very good job of having an equitable and inclusive recovery. So we don't want to make that same mistake. And the overall purpose of the hearing was to evaluate and get information on what are we currently doing that will help us meet that objective and be inclusive of workforce development. Well, to that vein, one of the issues you brought up during the hearing was the Office of Strategic Workforce uh, Development. And I was struck by what seemed to be a admission from the head of Empire State Development that not necessarily all the money that has been allocated for this program has been spent in recent years. What were some of your takeaways uh, about the, say, 9,000 people trained or, or the state's investment in this overall program? Shortly after we changed the focus of the Economic Development Committee, the governor, Governor Hochul, also made a decision a year ago to put Office of Strategic Workforce Development in the Empire State Development arena. So she also is linking it. So that's a really good first step. We allocated a lot of money toward that, but it really hasn't flowed as quickly as we would have liked. You know, there was testimony by the commissioner that upwards of 9,000 individuals have or are being trained to seize upon the job opportunities that we're creating. However, that didn't happen as, as quickly as we wanted it to, nor did we get the demographics on whether or not we're training folks that are traditionally on uh, the economic sidelines or in, in from marginalized communities. Uh, they did make a promise that they would get us information to the extent that they have it. So I'm looking forward to getting that information. Post the hearing, however, we received an announcement, a public announcement that 
round four grant awards were announced. And that's a, an additional $12 million for an additional 15 training projects that will train upwards of 2,000 workers and cover approximately 100 business partners. You know, we need to be intentional in this regard. And one of, one of the good things I liked that the commissioner said was that she is being intentional in linking economic development programs and investments with workforce development. So that's the first step, but we have to stay on it. Well, in addition to having an adequate workforce, another thing that employers look for when locating in an area or looking to to grow in an area is this idea of a suitable infrastructure. And to that end, the state has invested in the so-called Fast New York program designed to essentially get shovel-ready sites. And the commissioner for Empire State Development said in terms of demand for that, they're getting more applications than they have funding for. So what's your sense of that area of economic development? And does it seem like you have enough buy-in from the Hochul administration on developing these sites so they can be the home for new job growth? Fast New York is about creating shovel-ready projects um, that will afford opportunities for localities to make decisions on where they want businesses to be recruited to and either expand their operations or uh, come to New York State for the very first time. We got funding for that, not in this current budget, but the the prior budget. We were fighting for additional funding this year. Um, The governor's office did not want to do that, so it didn't survive negotiations. But, you know, given the the testimony from the commissioner that we have far more applications than we have money allocated for this, uh, we're going to fight again to have this funding allocated again in the upcoming budget, even though it's going to be a difficult budget year. And partly it's because that really helps us to recruit businesses to our area. And it also helps us to make sure that where those businesses go are locations that may break down barriers, like they might be on a transit line so that there could be public transportation to and from that job location, again, to help some of the folks who are coming from marginalized communities. Well, before we move on, let me reintroduce you if listeners just joining us. Uh, we're speaking with Assemblymember Harry Bronson. He is a Rochester area Democrat who chairs the Chamber's Economic Development Committee and recently led a hearing focusing on the state's economic development initiatives. Did you get a sense that Empire State Development, whether from this hearing or just your general oversight of this part of the Hoke administration, is doing a comprehensive and meaningful tracking of the investments they're making to determine whether, one, they're having the effect that they need to be, and two, if they're not, they're responding in kind? I would say they're getting there. A couple of years ago in the budget, we set up a requirement that a database be created of all of our economic development programs so that It could be searched by the general public. It could be searched by um, businesses outside of New York that might want to uh, locate here in New York and things of that nature. Um, The launch was very slow, but most recently there was a press release indicating that they have created more sub 
filters on the database. They've made it more searchable and user friendly. They agree with that objective and they're trying, um, but we're not to the level of transparency that I would like us to be yet. As part of that transparency, should the database include contracts that maybe go back a, a few years and that we're still dealing with, whether it's Global Foundries, Alcoa, Uber, Solar City, Tesla, et cetera? Because you know, looking at the site, there seems like they're not really putting any historical data into the databases. Yeah, you, you, you're identifying a lot of problematic areas that we have had in economic development, and, and we need to learn from those mistakes. Um, the intent was to do it um, prospectively, not retrospectively, um, because of the logistics there. Um, that's, that's a problem. A bigger problem for me, however, is I want to see the results. I want to see the actual objective criteria that says these investments are uh, worthwhile and that we're getting a return on investments. We have that with the um, centers of excellence and the centers of advanced technology that are partnerships with universities, higher education institutions across the state. And the return on investment is, you know, on a bad year is 20 to one you know, $20 for every $1 we invest. I'd like to see that kind of information as it relates to many of our other economic development programs. Well, finally, I want to come back to our initial topic, uh, the workforce in New York. And it seems like when we think about workforce development, traditionally the focus has been on training New Yorkers for jobs, whether that's educating them or job skill training specifically. Uh, But it seems like in recent years, there's been a broader understanding that if you want to have a a workforce that is ready and able to fill jobs or take on new jobs, that you have to take on elements of life that didn't necessarily fall into the umbrella of economic development, like, say, investing in in childcare. Absolutely. We have challenging times right now. Um, We have an economy where we don't have enough employees to fill the jobs that are available, but we have a lot of employees who would like to be able to work or advance in their careers, but they have various barriers facing them, whether it's childcare, transportation, things of that nature. For the very first time, I've been working in this area for for decades, actually, mostly on the worker side, um, even though as a small business owner, the reality is in historic past, employers typically didn't think about those kind of things, didn't think about the barriers that a potential employee or a current employee may be facing. Now, because we have an employee shortage, they're thinking long and hard about that. So for me, um, you know, I think that's great because it gives us an opportunity, uh, an opportunity for employers to start thinking differently and an opportunity for New York State to start thinking differently and start looking in a more comprehensive way on how we really can create the opportunities for a good paying job um, that our New Yorkers can seize upon. And part of that is making sure that we remove barriers so that they indeed can seize upon those opportunities. Well, unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it there. We've been speaking with Assemblymember Harry Bronson. He is a Rochester area Democrat. Assemblymember, thank you so much for making the time. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. 
And for more Capital Press Room content, visit capitalpressroom.org or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. And if you listen to us from an Apple device, make sure to leave us a rating and a review so it helps other people find the show. Support for the Capitol Press Room provided by the New York State AFL-CIO, a federation of 3,000 unions fighting for working people by keeping New York State union strong. Visit unionstrongny.org for more information.